1: Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's
2: time for the Rutherford Report on 101 ESPN. Anything you folks want to know about the fascinating world of pro hockey? Here we go.
0: Ferrario and Tanner Hendrickson, I'm Brandon Kylie. Happy to go out to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line to be joined by our friend and the Blues insider for The Athletic. He is Jeremy Rutherford joining us here on the show. JR, how you doing today, my friend?
1: Doing good. BK, Alex, Tanner, what's happening?
0: Uh, doing well, man. Great piece earlier today, taking us all kind of behind the scenes on what it was like for you as you experienced last offseason on will he or won't he resign with the David Perron saga Peron back in St. Louis tonight against the St. Louis Blues. Alex will have pregame for that one starting at 6 o'clock. Uh, JR, now, with the benefit of hindsight, you know what this season has been like. How do you now feel about the Blues deciding not to re-sign David Peron, And is that different than how you felt at the time when they decided to let him walk?
1: Yeah, I was thinking about this the other day. I think it's probably changed a little bit. Uh, but you look at the situation, you got to look back at it uh, when it happened. Uh, You felt like uh, David Prahn meant a lot to this team. He certainly meant a lot. You know, chemistry, Ryan O'Reilly. Ryan O'Reilly didn't get off to a a great start there, and they had a lot of right wingers for him. Uh, So, did things kind of derail because David Prahn wasn't here? I think you could mention that as a factor for sure. But is the defense any better? If you re-sign David Prime, don't bring back Nick Letty. I mean, what kind of seasons are we talking about for Pareko, Krug? You got to imagine that uh, things unravel the same as they did defensively. And if you don't have Nick Letty, which you you wouldn't have been able to re-sign him, if you bring back David Prime, could it have been even worse defensively? I don't know that it could have gotten any worse, uh, but I think those are questions that pop up in your head. You know, conversely, now you look at it and you've seen how it's played out. You know, if David Prahn signed a one year extension, which I don't think he would have done, you would have been moving him at the trade deadline. And if you had signed him for two years, let's say, you know, now you got a David Prahn on the books for four or five million for next year when you're kind of in the middle of a retool. So it probably worked out, you know, as as well as it could have under the circumstances and how this season played out, because I don't know that the Blues would be interested in having a David Prahn the next couple of years as they try to bring some of these younger players aboard.
2: So Jr. down this Joel Hofer path, um, a little surprised, and I shouldn't be because, I mean, heck, he's played wonderful. And then Craig Bruby even said that earlier today. I mean, he's starting tonight because of his performance. But man, what are the repercussions for this team of of going to Joel Hofer in this spot? Just moving forward, because now we're getting back into the scenario that Bennington had told you in the off season a little bit messed with his head. Of now, you got a little bit of a goalie competition.
1: Yeah, this is a, this is a, a tough one to analyze here. It really is, and I think a lot of people might hear that and say, "Why Hofer's played great the past couple games? Stick with him." And I can certainly understand that. But you look at uh, Jordan Bennington and. You know, are they penalizing Jordan Bennington for what he did a few games ago with uh, the antics? Uh, I don't know. Craig Bruby said after the game that he felt like what he did was was right and something needed to be done in that situation. Are they looking at it simply as Bennington hasn't played well lately, uh, which he hasn't? Uh, Craig Bruby did say today. I asked him, what have you thought of Bennington's play? He said it's been up and down. So. You know, I think the surprise for me, Alex, was that they kept Joel Hofer up here, and they're going to have the three goalies, and they're not sending back Joel Hofer to uh, Springfield, where he's kind of leading that playoff charge. Uh, when Craig Ruby said the other night he's not going down, I was like, "Come again?" <laughs> but I think, but I think once you decide to keep him up here, I think you almost have to play him. Like, what's the point in him being the backup goaltender tonight or the third guy, you know, who's just getting NHL practice time? He can be better served probably going down and trying to get that team uh, into a playoffs. So I think that uh, the fact that he's starting tonight probably shouldn't be a surprise, uh, but I think that had to be a tough conversation with Jordan Bennington. Uh, I asked Craig Bruby that, and he said, yeah, it was. Uh, but at the same time, this is pro sports. These guys understand and, and they've got to continue to work hard talking about Bennington and Grice. But hey, bottom line, listen, uh, Grice's uh, era in St. Louis is going to be over here in a couple weeks. So it basically comes down to Bennington and Holfer. Holfer's playing well and That's who the team decided to start tonight.
0: So I guess here's a follow-up question to that, Jr. because in his first two games, as you mentioned, he's been outstanding. Now, Alex has mentioned this, and I think it's totally reasonable to do so. I think the team in general has played a little better over the last two games, and that's part of it, but... I mean, some of the numbers aren't all that dissimilar from what I've seen against Benner. I mean, 68 shots in two games, they've given up 66 scoring chances. According to natural stat trick, 27 of those have been the high danger variety. So there's there's some stuff that he's just keeping out of the net the way that you would hope to see. If he continues doing that, big if, but if he continues performing at a very high level, Jr. How, if at all, does that change the way that we are evaluating Jordan Bennington? Because I feel like all season long we've said he's playing okay, but the defense in front of him is pretty poor. And that's why the numbers don't show it. How at all, if at all, does it change your evaluation of Bennington if we are able to see another goalie come in and perform better in front of him?
1: Yeah, it's certainly a fair question. I think my first uh, initial reaction is it's a little bit apples and oranges because you had a team the entire season that was supposed to be better than it was, and, and he was playing outstanding. Uh, the team was not playing well in, in front of him. Uh, but then you get to the trade deadline, you move some guys. You know Now things at the rank are just a little bit more laid back than they were a month, two months, three months ago. And you're going to come up a stretch here where you're playing uh, inferior uh, Teams, you know, I think you could say that about the Blues. They're definitely an inferior team, but you know, the schedule isn't all that great down the stretch. So, uh, if Hofer lights it up, is that because of him and because the team likes playing better in front of him and, and does play better in front of him, or is that a reflection that, you know, as much credit as we gave Jordan Binnington, you know, maybe it wasn't uh, that situation. Maybe people look at it and say he could have played better. Look, Joel Hofer's doing the same thing and the team's winning and he's playing well. Uh, I think there's definitely going to be some room to look at it that way. Like maybe Jordan Bennington's play just wasn't up to snuff, even though it looked like he gave the team a chance to win most nights. If Joel Hofer uh, continues to play the way he has for the next uh, couple weeks, uh, I just will stand by what I've been saying for a while now is that I think up until recently, there weren't too many games that you could look at Jordan Bennington and say he was the problem. Like he's on a short list of MVPs on a terrible, terrible season for this team. You know, I think he's on that short list, but I agree with Craig Bruby that the play has been up and down uh here lately and that's why uh, they're going to go to Holfer here.
2: JR on the offensive side of things, um as much as I've enjoyed seeing the opportunity for Alexi Toropchenko, I-, I do feel like I'm coming to the end of the road with him just because I love what he provides in the energy, but maybe that finishing ability just isn't there for him and I know Jake Neighbors is coming back tonight starts on the fourth line. Uh, Are we going to get to the point, maybe a couple of games from now, when Jake Neighbors gets his legs back? That Neighbors is playing in that top six role of Alexei Toropchenko, and Toropchenko's back down to the fourth line.
1: Yeah, I think eventually, and I think you know next season it's going to start out with Toropchenko bottom six, you know, maybe fourth line. I just think they needed some different energy, and of course, after moving O'Reilly and Tarasenko, they needed a player up there. You know, they've had a couple of guys like Neighbors injured, so they couldn't pit him up there. Maybe he would have been uh, if he weren't hurt. Um, So I think Toropchenko's been giving you. You know Some of what you need up there, you definitely need guys driving to the net. We've seen a few goals scored because of what Torpchenko was doing, even though he didn't get an assist on the play. Um, he's definitely going to need that finishing touch, Alex, like you say, if he's going to be a top six player in the NHL. I do think, you know, while it might not be a long future there, I do think he can move up the lineup like uh, like an Ivan Barbashev did and kind of fill in in and, and spots there. But, yeah, I think his, his future, his home is going to be, in that bottom six and being heavy on that four check and doing some of the things we've seen, especially if he just doesn't have that scoring touch. It'd be tough to keep him in the lineup in that spot if he doesn't have that scoring touch. But I think he's done a lot of good things. He's done what they've asked of him. uh, But I do think that uh, next year you can probably pencil him in on that fourth line.
0: Jr., we appreciate the time as always, man. We'll be reading the work over at The Athletic and following you on Twitter at J.P. Rutherford. Have fun at the game tonight. Enjoy your time with David Perron. We'll talk with you again next week.
1: All right. Thanks, boys. Thanks a lot.